Welcome back. You're listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. The Bachelor in Paradise season is in a just death spiral right now. It's too many weeks is the problem. I don't know. We might need to do an entire... We should do a whole show on how to fix Bachelor in Paradise because there's some obvious problems. I'm joined now, as I am each and every week, by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Did and you, let, yes. allow me to, allow me just to say this. Um, Bachelor in Paradise, the show where you're either engaged or you have to break up. It's the best part. There's there's zero in between. There's uh by God forbid um somebody experiences a bit of fame at 25, they're attractive, they're social, they got the money coming in on Instagram. God forbid that they don't want to settle down and marry some some other attractive fame starving person. Look, we've known each other for 8 days on an all-inclusive paid resort trip. We either need to get engaged right now or never speak to each other again. That's just the only option. This is our second chance at love. And we've either failed or we've succeeded, and we need to know right now. And if if you don't find love on this show, it's hard to think about where you will find it after this. It's well there's you've had your second chance. There yeah. are no third chances at love. Here's what they need to do. I've floated this before. The three rows rule. If at any point in the season I give you a rose, then you give me a rose, then I give you a rose again. You have to leave. It's time to leave. Okay, you guys have made a love connection. You need to leave the show, get some fresh blood in, then maybe come back for the final episode and we can talk proposal. But at this point, I'm not interested in what you have to, what, what you're doing on the show anymore because you're just there snuggling with somebody that you like. That's fine. Uh, that, that to me is, is the solution. They could go back to their hotel, which we saw tonight as Connor showed us into his room, a very spacious, resort hotel room so they don't they can just just go back to the hotel off camera and continue falling in love and then come back and tell us how it went we don't need to see you be like nicey nice and cuddly i mean that we've said this on the show like the the show doesn't even cover the couples unless you're the first gay couple in the history (laughs) of bachelor paradise and you broke every rules to be there um, and they feel compelled to do it by so uh, by the political correct uh, 2019 society. They don't even cover uh, happy couples. Like being happy yes. and in love is boring, boring to the it's show. Boring. Like that's the ultimate um, 
contradiction when Harrison always tries to sell us as bullshit. Like what was the quote that I had a couple weeks ago? He told the guys that this is or this is where we find out what Bachelor is all about. It's about falling in love and finding long sustaining relationships. That's, That's a lot. It's not it's that because not. the cameras and the producers don't even follow those relationships. Um no, definitely not. Do we need should we go back? Do you remember Kalen and Dean? Because this week's episodes started with the Kalen and Dean saga. Dean returning, Dean Ungelert returning with from the Grand Canyon with his mustache shaved and uh, trying to win Kalen back. Do you remember that? Yeah. So it, um, my favorite part of that, um, Dean is a wanderer. He's a uh, transient. He lives in a van. Hashtag van life. And at some point, he he tries to sell her on on living in a van, and he says, "Just imagine, you don't have to go from you don't have to get out of your car to get to your bedroom. The bed is just there, and if you're hungry, then you put some ramen on the stove." <laughs> Does he, I mean, did he I say that? I don't know if I don't know if I've ever heard a better sales job for a a couple's future. Than uh, than than Dean laid laid on us last night. Throw, but, throw uh, on some ramen. Yeah, and uh, she even like rolled her eyes at ramen, and then he's like, or whatever you want, spaghetti. You know, it's, it's basically the anything that an eight year old can make. Dean, Dean's noodles. Ramen and spaghetti are basically the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so Kaylin chooses Dean at, to the surprise of a lot of people because um, I think the surprise wasn't that she chose Dean. The surprise was that she chose to leave with Dean. If yeah. Dean had, had if br- broken the rules, if he was gay and was allowed back on the beach to stay forever, yeah. he um, <laughs> and, and he would have said, I want to be with you again, and she was able to stay and be famous for another couple weeks – then that seemed like a no-brainer, but I think what everyone was like, the conflict was she needs to leave. She needs to leave the fame and the Instagram following, you know, and all this stuff to leave with this vagrant. Um, and she chose that. I think the amusing part was we got to see just how vacant um, Empty. and Soulless. superficial Connor is. Um <laughs> Connor, his his voice is off-puttingly. Uh, it, it sounds like he's doing a very bad impression of like an Huntington Beach surfer that you and I grew up with. Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't seem real. Like he's just he's doing a caricature of that guy. It and sounds uh, like Bill S. Preston. Yeah, and like he he's just he's so confused that this woman that he has known for a day and a half. Yeah would consider leaving him. Well, I will, I will give it to Connor though, because she's like, she goes over and talks to Dean Ungelert who lives in a van and has shaved his mustache. And he's like, I want to be different. I don't, I realized once I left how much I missed you. And then she goes, hold on. Can I go talk to Connor? And she goes and talks to Connor and Connor's like, Hey, um, all right, yeah, like you can leave with him, but just know this is the guy that fucked you over like four days ago, <laughs> and he's going to do it again. And like he lays out pretty concisely like what kind of piece of shit Dean 
has been in the past and will probably continue to be in the future. And she's like, no, I get it. And then she fucking leaves with Dean and gets in the suburban and goes to they're they're headed to the Grand Canyon to do some van life together. Right. And Connor, by the way, cries about it. He um, actually like balls, like tears come out of his eyes because he's so sad that this chick who he's made out with twice has left with some other guy that she likes better. And also they had announced that they were going to do some time in the boom, boom room. And so maybe that's why Connor was crying. There's no question there. And the, and the whole thing with this was um, he was all shooken up that Kalen left. And I understand this. This guy's like six, six, He's really good looking. He has a shaved, yeah, sculpted body. I don't think any woman has ever said no to him. So having her do it on camera, a gut punch, a blow to the pride. But we found out very soon after that he was actually really angling for Whitney that he met at the all too familiar wedding that all of the Bachelor in Paradise cast-offs went to. Another wedding guest. And it was, boy, did we go for a ride on that one. Because this Connor's like, you know, the only reason I want to be here is for Whitney, who I met at the wedding. And we had, we had like a, we had like a really good conversation. And, and then they showed a, uh, a clip, the yeah. flashback of yeah. the conversation. Yeah. And it went like, it went like this. Uh, I'm from, I'm from Michigan and she's yeah. like, I'm from Minnesota. And he's like, uh, Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like two different but, things. That's like, they had a really good conversation. That's like me saying I'm from California and somebody else going, Oh yeah, I'm from Arizona. Like it's two different places. Yes. It's sort of near each other. This is drivable. Like you could drive from one of those places to the other in half a day. Sure. But it's not, we don't have anything in common. We're from two different places. And they kept talking about this really good conversation at the wedding, and they kept flashing back to her, and like she could barely, you know, spit out a couple sentences. I'm guessing there wasn't a whole lot to that conversation, and I think she revealed herself. I, I guess since we're on this this uh, Connor Whitney thing, we may as well take it to the end. It's what he was on the beach. It all of a sudden goes from him being heartbroken at Kaylin to. Yeah. The woman that he actually really wants to meet is Whitney because they had a great conversation at the wedding. And he, he like puts a timer on it and he says, if she's not here in the next five minutes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave because, because if, if, if I can't find love, why would I stay on a beach for free and have bottomless drinks and be in the sun and be famous for, I mean, why would I stick around for all that? Also. Uh, also, why are if Whitney's waiting in the wings, why are they bringing in loser night oneers like <laughs> yeah. Revian? Maybe the most forgettable contestant in the history of Bachelor in Paradise what? happened tonight. She what? just she shows up. Her name's Rev something. She was a she was a one nighter on yes. Colton season. Um, and even the people that were on the same season <laughs> as her were like, I'm not sure who she is. I don't really remember. So forgettable. Um, but the whole Whitney thing is Connor saying, I am going to leave in five minutes. 
of course, the TV producers know when she's showing up. The TV producers could be like, dude, she's going to be here in three minutes. Like, don't worry. But they made this whole dramatic thing where they show him leaving in an SUV, heartbroken, and her coming to the beach in an SUV, stating that she can't wait to see Connor because he had a great conversation at the wedding. He, and he, he, they literally Jason, passed each other on the road, which he, was just stupid and a setup. He left so spontaneously that they just happened to send up a drone at the moment <laughs> that the Suburban was driving away. Like, it was so out of the blue that they had the jo- drone pilot cameraman ready to get a shot of the Suburban leaving the Bachelor compound. <laughs> it was like, so, so I, it was, it was like one of the least organic, uh, uh, overly orchestrated. So bits in, in in reality show history like there was nothing spontaneous organic about that and, and they, they and, basically said this is how you're gonna do it this is the script and just try to act it out because they were awful at executing that and whitney was pretty pretty hot like how did we get eight minutes of whitney this season <laughs> right right you know it's like you could have brought her in pretty early on like who's doing the producing here that we're that we're dealing with all these night oneers coming in when you got a Whitney waiting in the wings that comes in the fucking last episode for five minutes and then bounces back to Connor's hotel and there's no way they're putting all of these guys up in the drug dealer suite that Connor had like he had the full <laughs> living room ocean view like it's I'm not, 1400 I'm not, you know, square feet you're right I'm not even Sure, I think that's Chris Harrison sweet. I think that yeah. I think they just they just use it for the shot because the the lighting was right. They say go into this room, Whitney's going to come and act surprised. Good point. Make sure make sure you you open the door shirtless because they actually scripted out a line for her that said, "I really hope I'm able to catch up with Connor and we can continue our great conversation." And then she said, "And I hope he doesn't have a shirt on." <laughs> and then so he answers the door without a shirt on and really like short shorts. Uh, um, and they go on the balcony and it, it it's just, it, it was disgusting and orchestrated and, and not very uh, interesting. Really but stupid. I, but, but I, I do think it's entertaining that they thought that, that people would fall for that. Like, I think even the most gullible of, of housewives that, that do nothing but live for these shows and read reality, Steve for spoilers and all that stuff. There's, there's no way even, even they entertained the, the uh, possibility that this was true. So, no. anyways, so Connor and uh, and Whitney are out of the picture. Kalen and our guy Dean are out of the picture. Dean Ungler. Whatever. What else happened last night? There was more of the gay relationship. Oh my God! There was that's, so that's, much. Has proven to be TV death. I think you said. Every time Christian is on on camera, it 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 drags TV to a a screeching halt. It is so boring. The whole Demi and Christian thing is so fucking boring Sucks. and yeah. stupid. I think at some point tonight, um, Demi was saying something like how she was. Hold on, hold on. I made a note of it because it drove me crazy. She towards the end, you know, when everyone's deciding like if they're going to get engaged or not. Um, Demi said she felt pressure about 
coming out and what the world is going to think. One, uh, you didn't really come out because you dated a guy for like the first four episodes of the show. (laughs) Right. Derek Peth. Before you announced that you were dating a girl and then they brought her into the show for some reason. But also, no one, the world doesn't care. No one cares. No one gives a fuck. Don't, you can't make it this thing that anybody cares if someone is a lesbian because no one fucking cares. Everybody completely supports your right to love whoever you want to love. You can't pretend that people are going to be like, oh, fuck this Demi. She likes girls. I was a fan of Demi, but not anymore. Get the fuck out of here. That's such bullshit. Yeah, they spent a lot of time on the on the, I think she on, had the in balls, both episodes. So I think she had the balls to say, um, you know, I'm not supposed to care what people think, but but I really do. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, obviously. And I'm not, even, uh, I'm not even convinced that this wasn't a complete um, – uh, ruse yeah. to get uh, yeah, viewers and and or by Demi to, to to find this little niche of fame. But anyways, um, so Demi and Christian just drags on again. It's two for episodes worth of that entire four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward on the DVR is a great way to great. spend time on on Demi Except- and Christian. I caught up to it just at the end tonight, and the last like eleven minutes of the show were dedicated to Demi and Christian, and I couldn't I had no fast forward left. <laughs> I'd shot my fast forward wad by that point. Um, Tasha and JPJ had a prom. I think that was a. Uh, I thought that was a brass move by him. I don't know how much of it was his imagination and how much of it was a producer thing. It was. Very produced. They put a lot of work into props yep. and everything else. So whether, whether whether he thought about it and just told them what to do. Sure. I thought it it I don't know, what what is your analogy typically for uh for what happens to women when they see something like that? They um there was a reports of flooding in the Sayulita, in the Nayarit uh, region of near Puerto Vallarta on that night. Because all, all the women on the beach that were watching, you could tell, kept giving their, their partner that look like, why would you yeah. not do this for me? Where's my problem? And that's when you know you've, you've done well as a man. It, like when, it was a you good. Make the other women jealous. Yeah, exactly. It was a good excuse to get. Tasha in a prom dress and I will say this as much as the show failed as as much as it came to a sputtering end and I know we have one more episode left um this this week we were able to get Tasha into a prom dress that she was literally spilling out of she did not bring a bra with her <laughs> I was going to say she she spills out of just about every right. top and like she's preoccupied with her breasts. Like she's always aware that there's too much showing or that they're falling off. She's always adjusting something yeah. with her top. Cause then later they, if the, in case the prom dress wasn't enough later, they had her in that yellow jumpsuit when she was yes. doing, making the sketches, the etchings yes. of JPJ and my God, like, yeah. She is really put together. Uh, so that's here's here's the deal with Tasha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I came to this conclusion tonight. 
Um, JPJ is um, he's a nice enough kid. He, he's he's, kid. he's good looking. He's chiseled, but he he just like Colton Underwood. He he's emotionally thirteen years old. Yeah. I mean, so he's twenty four. Right. I and and but you know half that age emotionally, and I found it to be a funny exchange. You know, when they force these conversations between the dudes. They're like, all right, talk about feelings. It's always, yeah, it's, it's always like it's forced fucking conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so the forty-four-year-old guy, Chris, who <laughs> more more than ever in this episode, every single time he's on camera, it looks like he needs to take a nap. Like he wants, <laughs> he really wants to take a nap, or he um, just wants to be somewhere else. He's like, kind of got like that thousand-yard stare, like he's looking through everybody. <laughs> Right. Like, how did I right. get myself here? I own four bars in Chicago. So he he he, uh, he says to JPJ, uh, "So you think you think you're going to be engaged at the end of this?" <laughs> and I just I I laughed out loud because <laughs> JPJ is just getting past this like tantrum on Derek that he was somehow <laughs> rewarded for. Somehow he won Tasha through this childish tantrum <laughs> yes, and he hasn't been able to control his emotions. He's been, there have been many scenes in the season where he's broken down cr- and cried because he doesn't know how to, how to handle these loving feelings. And he's being asked by this old guy, are you going to be engaged at the end of this? It's, and, and you can see the look on John Paul Jones, like engagement, like that just seems like a huge deal. Like I'm just getting my, my, my arms wrapped around this. And then Tasha, as as we see at the end, like this is what Tasha is. I don't know what her age is, 25, 26. Something like that, yeah. Uh lives down here in Newport. Right. Uh Corona has, has a ton of Instagram followers that I I I follow and I see her story. She's already getting the sponsorship. So she had, the money's to, coming, had to unfollow the money's her a in. while ago. Just too boring, too basic. That's, it's not not my kind of content. That's your your problem. Yeah. But but you know, she. I think her family has some money. She's fine. She's twenty five years old. Very attractive. Killer body. Now one she's, of the all time. She's she's in the body hall of fame. She has that. She has a t- uh, a taste of fame and attention. I'm guessing she's getting attention from a lot better suitors uh, with yeah. more with, with with that could offer her more experiences. She just wants to. To be Tasha and date, of course. And this show's structure is engaged or not at all. If there was a middle ground, like she would just be like, "JPJ's fun. He think he thinks the world of me. He does fun things with me. Let's just like date after the show." And if oh, you our, can't do our, that, you can't do our it. private no. lives can could could work it into our schedules and, and everything else. Can't then, do that. But but yeah, that those that's against the rules of the show. <laughs> so for some reason we have to have this emotional goodbye when in real life it's just like, all right, you're in love with me. I get it. I'm not in love with you, but but we're happy and we're both can't attractive people. Let's can't just date. Yeah. Yeah. They've known they've, they've known each other for seven and a half days. She yeah. was making out with Derek Peth before she was into Blake. And then That's they, right. they have this breakup where she, 
she's like, look, he's like, I love you. And she's like, look, she's like, I need more time. She's like, I'm just not there yet. And he's like, okay, I'm out of here. And then he gets up <laughs> and just like, she doesn't even really I, say like, no, I guess this is goodbye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, yeah. he gets up and walks away and then she's like, John. And she like races after him in slow motion. And then I don't know why, but he picks her up and carries her for like 32 feet on the beach and then <laughs> sets her back down and then just walks up the stairs and leaves and he doesn't pack his bag or anything. And then he gets in a suburban and drives away and then she waits and then she walks up the stairs and gets in a different suburban also without packing her bags and leaves. In, in my mind, it's this, it's why the tears? I know. So we we know that you're going to go back to the resort or right. back to the United States, where yes. the bachelor will probably fund a next in, a yes. next encounter. It, you can continue to be yes. uh, potential lovers after the show. Like why why the tears? Why the ending? It's just so stupid. But I I do think I got that feeling uh, during Colton season. Like Tasha just really kind of likes being this reality oh, yeah. famous yeah, chick well and getting all the attention she's getting i mean there's she's not looking to find love she just wants to be famous That's great um so look as long as we're talking about like uh uh couples um looking to be famous and everything else hannah g and her guy dylan yeah we misread hannah g i don't know if we misread her or she actually evolved over the course of, of 18 days who knows it's hard to know really because she's but, she's an insta she's a, she was somewhat insta famous before she even came on colton's season so yes. this this whole time you're just like oh she's trying to raise her profile but other than a, a brief interlude with blake at the beginning of the season she basically locked herself to dylan this entire time and never never wavered and and because they are a happy couple, they haven't had a lot of FaceTime. They've just been the boring couple that's been in love. But I will say this. They told each other, and we've known since like episode one that Dylan's in love. But she actually told him that he's in love. Yeah, um, yeah. And we might have an engagement at the end of this whole thing. But Yeah, th uh, for sure. Speaking, They're for sure getting engaged. Speaking of Blake, who, uh, who went through a Hannah G ordeal, he went through a Tasha ordeal. He went Best. through a Kalen ordeal. Best. This and now Blake, his latest one is the greatest one. Blake getting dunked on repeatedly yeah. is the best part of the entire season. Like this guy was riding high. He was coming off a stagecoach run, which, you know, put it in the books. Like he's getting multiple different chicks each night of stagecoach. He's he's into people's DMs. Like he is feeling himself. Then he comes on Bachelor in Paradise and he's already like put out his feelers beforehand and hit with the chicks he's already slammed. And he's like, look, <laughs> lay low. I know I already hit it and quit it back at Stagecoach, but like this is this, this Bachelor in Paradise is going to be good for me. So keep it low. They go there and immediately he gets outed. Everybody's over him and he basically cries he's there the whole season and all he does is whine the whole time about how awful it is for him 
Um, I really, really enjoyed watching Blake get dunked on for this entire season. I got to be honest. It was, um, it, I mean, I think the first couple episodes, uh, his, the torturous thing that he went through made for some of the best reality TV we've seen. And then, uh, the recent dumping Great. is incredible because amazing. I think Christina has become the, like the most stealth, um, the most stealth cold blooded killer, um, in the history of this program. And that, oh, yeah. I think that every move was calculated to, uh, avenge or yes. get revenge yes. on Blake for screwing her over the first time. And, um, to go through the quick chronology, right? She shows up on the beach. She takes him on a, on the date to expose him in front of cameras, blows his mind. Amazing. Somehow they rally to the point where they both stay on the beach. And then they get into it that a couple of weeks where they exchange roses together to keep each other on. Like Christina gives him a rose and says, I want you to find love. And then she says to us privately off camera, I just want him to uh, be in more pain as he watches so uh, Hannah G on the beach. So and then, then he tells another chick that he will, he's 100% giving her her rose until Christina pulls him aside and says, remember I, a couple days ago when I, I kept you here cause I wanted you to find love. Yeah. I expect you to do the same thing and give me the rose. He falls for that and gives her the rose. And, it, and then they start flirting and then Blake, Blake comes up with this new narrative. Like, the entire time, the, the love of my life was right in front of me, and I yeah. didn't see it. The entire time, it was Christina, and he—you could see him just talking himself into it. I never it's bought great. it, me but he—he was so desperate to be in love well, and he's such, to be a couple. He's such a fucking simpleton that yes. even he can even Jedi mind trick himself, and he doesn't yes. even realize it. Where he's like, "Oh, you know what?" Yeah, I fucked her and chucked her at stagecoach, but really, I should have been with Christina this whole time. Meanwhile, Christina is fucking Russian. Do you think she's going to forget that? Do you think she's just going to let him do that to her, clown her on national television, and not get a little piece of her own? Of course she's going to get him back. Like, but... But the way she did it, it's, it's great. like it's great. revenge. What best served cold? Like she's been very methodical and calculated in exacting her revenge. I mean, up until the very end, she had she had him convinced there in the last part of this that that she was going to give them a try. Yeah. That she was buying into this whole maybe we were meant for each other after all. And then, I mean, as soon as he takes her up into the treehouse and he starts professing his feelings, she just drops the bomb on him. Yeah, she that, knew she got him to fall in love with her. And once he was hooked, she just dropped the hammer on him like, no, this isn't I'm not I'm not into this at all. I never was into this. Like, you're in love with me. Great. Guess what? I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> and I think she's the. She's the first contestant in the franchise of this in, in this franchise that that went on f for no other reason than to exact revenge on someone. Like there, she had zero intentions of falling in love yeah, she, or she didn't or getting engaged. She didn't hook up with anybody the whole time, yeah. and she stayed there for the whole season. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, she, she's, I mean, she's the MVP. Christina is the low key, the MVP of the season. She didn't she, get engaged. She played it great. And she comes off looking perfect. Like you can't say really anything bad about Christina. She was, she played it straight the whole season. She got her revenge. She looked great. I agree. Um, so let, let's spend a, a couple minutes on Claymaker and Nicole. Oh there was a, there was an entertaining, there, there was an entertaining exchange though. Cause like, you know, Clay, Clay's got this thing going on where his ex is on the beach and he's, yeah. He always looks really like conflicted and he doesn't do Yeah. doesn't do a great job of hiding his, how he's feeling. You always know that. And he always looks kind of distraught and he's got this off putting voice and he sounds like he's doing a bad caricature of like a, a a bear in an animated TV series or something. Yeah. I could see that. And he, he's like, um, you know, uh, I, you know, uh, (laughs) Nicole, like, uh, they're they trying to like share feelings about one another. They went, they got a date, they got a date card and they went to one of those, like, you know, dinner for twos, just the two of them. And they're professing feelings for one another. And he actually had the balls to say, um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, like you're definitely, um, my best friend on this beach. <laughs> so good. Well, do you notice, especially th- this relationship's a good example, where they start off really strong and then they get closer to where the show's going to end and yeah. all of a sudden the, the, the language that they use about their partner is not quite as intense as it was three episodes before where he's like, I was, I'm really into Nicole. I just want to be with Nicole. Nicole's who I'm with. And then it gets towards the end and he's like, you know, I, I I could see things maybe happening with Nicole. I'm not really sure. You know, we live kind of far apart. Like, not, not, nowhere near the same type of feelings he was having early on when they first hooked up. Right. And, and I think that, like, I think Clay was really, like, good with, with being in love on the beach until his girlfriend showed up and his ex girlfriend. And I think at that point, he was like, you know, being in love on this beach for the for the two weeks was cool, but I just don't I don't see this thing going past this. So I don't see a future for these two people. Um, no, I'm definitely not. I'm, not. Definitely I'm not, not. I'm not too concerned about about Nicole either. I, I I haven't been completely sold that she was in this. I know she loved the attention. She loved being fought over with Jordan and the Latino yeah, lover. Remember, and everything she else. was about to leave Clay for that Cristiano right. guy. Is he also a Christian? Cristiano, yep. yep. Uh, um, and then as soon as he gets in a fight with Jordan and gets kicked off the show, suddenly Clay's not quote too passive anymore she's right <laughs> back into clay and and right. then his girlfriend shows up his ex-girlfriend shows up and then she's super into clay where she starts throwing the l word around where wells is like do you are you in love with him and she's like oh yeah and he, he, but then he's like but you're not going to tell him and, he, and she's like oh no i'm not going to tell him till he says it so um clay nicole I don't think they're they're long for the world, even nope. though he did say tonight that he could see her joining him in Chicago, yep. which told me that 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 will be the condition. In other words, 
I'm not open to going where she lives. Of course not. She's going to no. join me well, in I'm Chicago. The I'm the man. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so what about we got to yeah. talk about Matt Donald? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Matt Donald. No, Matt Donald uh, somehow, who I'm, I'm not convinced that he doesn't exclusively like men. I'm still not convinced. I know. I, know. I think they, somebody somebody made another reference tonight to. I think it was even Blake, douchebag Blake, made a comment on camera. I don't think that Matt Donald has ever made out with a woman. He's, well, and he said, remember he, he had, said woman. He had like to, pronounced it. He had to get um, kissing lessons or something. They on made a pineapple. A, on a pineapple because yeah. he's he had, he made out with Bree and Sydney, but they both needed to make the first move. But then Sydney's like giving him nude massages and. Breeze all into it like they're basically fighting over this dude that uses <laughs> more fucking hair gel <laughs> than they showed him at one point in the morning and his hair was still exactly in that position from the night before because the dude got, uses so much depth and he combs it through with that comb that they give you at the barbershop I mean it's the, it's the ultimate it's like it should be like desert conditions. It should be super arid in the uh, vaginas of the of the Sayulita area. But no, these chicks are way into it. And there's something about Matt Donald that, that he has so much hair on his head and zero hair on any part of his other body yeah, either yeah. he shaves twice a day he shaves his body twice a day Could be. or he just has this weird maybe being born to deaf parents i don't think that means that you have it. zero no, hair on your body definitely not definitely not that is not but at, at the uh <laughs> at the at the rose ceremony it was matt donald who said sincerely on camera because uh, he's really conflicted between Sydney and Bree. Um, Sydney is someone that I have a deep connection with, and Bree looks like a supermodel. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. so I'm so so I'm really torn. Exactly. He said I'm torn. Those he said that exact phrase, <laughs> and uh, and he was dead serious. And the, the guy best. went, the guy went and chose Bree over. The woman that he has yeah. a deep connection with. Yeah. That pretty much sums up this show. It's great. And then, but Breed, Breed did something just cold blooded before uh, MacDonald was it's, able to, to get a hold of her. The greatest moment. I don't know. I'd have to see, I'd have to go through the tape. It's probably the greatest moment in Bachelor in Paradise history. It could be the greatest moment in the history of the Bachelor franchise. What happened? When Luke S, it was time for Luke S to reward his uh, award his rose at the rose ceremony. Well, first of all, uh, Luke S got zero camera time in the four hours leading up to the rose ceremony. Yeah. He disappeared. They had no interest in showing him. There was no narrative. And then, so he's sitting there with a rose, and you're like, I, I forgot this guy was even on the show. Who the hell is he giving the rose to? And he chose Bree because they had like a passing conversation once. So and, he, and he says something like, I want to spend the rest of the time here to get to know you better. Would you accept this rose? And she was like unflinchingly 
And the greatest rejection in the history of the show says, um, I, I am here to find love and I don't see that with you. So good. She almost, almost as if Luke S had done something or said something to really piss her off because like there was nothing delicate about the way she responded. But it was even worse because she was completely indifferent to him. She was like, look, like, I don't know why you think someone like me would take a (laughs) rose from someone like you, but nah, she basically was, had, had the Heisman pose going at his rose the entire time. But then it gets even better because Chris Harrison comes out and he's like, well, um, we've never had anything like like, this happen before. This has never happened before. And then he goes, then he just like puts it out to the group. He goes, is there anyone else here that would be willing to take Luke's rose? And there's three broads that are about to go home, including a night one -er that showed up the night before and nobody, not one of them raises their hand to take his fucking rose. So Luke has to leave. I've never seen anything like it. It's so good. I, I was like, I didn't know, like he kind of looked around as if he, he didn't know what to do. Like, like no producer had prepared him for what was supposed to happen next. And then, yeah. yeah, And then Harrison makes up that, or it it, it was so awkward. I encourage anybody who hasn't been watching the season to go back to this moment. I'm sure it'll be all over social media. Maybe the greatest rejection um, in the history of this franchise for sure. But Bree just completely sliced him at the knees on national TV. And then, so Matt Donald gets up with a rose and we're thinking he's going to, He's going to choose the one that he's reached a deeper connection with Sydney. in Sydney. And he goes, he gives the, the rose to Bree. And Sydney's just like, Are you kidding me? Like, Sydney has done nothing but like make herself available to him. She was, You're she's right. she's like, making massages, out with him. massages, yeah. making all the first moves. She, she's smart. And she just was like gut punched. Bree accepts the rose. Yep. But interestingly enough, she admits to him the next day. Not into it at all. That she's not into it. Like, because yeah. I guess he was basically repeating what he told us on camera that she she looks like a supermodel. She's gorgeous. He keeps saying that. Yeah. And I guess he kept saying that to her. Yeah. Yes. And she got, she got this impression like, I'm more than that. I want, I want somebody to want to you know, get to know me on a deeper level. Yeah, she basically, she basically says like, I want you to like me the way you liked Sydney, you dumb shit. Like he, right. she's like, I want you to like, I want someone to know the inside of me, not what I look like. And <laughs> I'd like to get to know the inside of Brie. I'll be honest. Like I could do that. Um, what she's, She is distractingly like, uh, kind of like a unicorn. Like she, it's hard to not look at her. Like yeah, it's she's it's not necessarily that she's super hot. She's just yeah. like fascinating to look at. Yeah. She's like six two. Yes. I mean, just it's 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 and her face is unusual but attractive. But anyways, um, so that's that. 
with those people. I'm trying to think if we have any couple. Oh, Chris, I guess Chris and Katie. Chris and Katie is like a um, Chris was just weird this entire episode. Like he just he acted like he was tired, like he was just kind of done with it. He's he like keeps trying to break up with her, but he also he isn't trying to break up with her. He's trying to break up with her and but then he's also saying like i always push people away and like the the bet i always um i always ruin the things that are really good for me and it's like what are you saying like because you're saying two different things it's so it's the coward it's the cowardly way of going about it like he's given her every opportunity to be like all right well if you're not all in then i'm breaking up i I don't want to waste my time but she keeps She's so desperate to she stay is. in this she thing is, I know. that she w- she won't go there. Like she she wants to salvage it. So when he starts to hedge, she like takes that as an opportunity to like reassure him, as opposed to if you're hedging, then I'm out. Totally. So she she's show, she's showing weakness. He's showing weakness. There's this this relationship is not long for the world. No, um, no. He's 44. She's 28. Right. She's, she's way too cute for him, in my opinion. Oh yeah, she's really cute. Yeah. Um, but he, it's, it's. I, I, I'm entertained watching him on camera. Like there were a couple moments too. tonight yeah. where he just looks utterly bored, disinterested. Like you get so used to these fake people being phony and being um, just having like expressions on camera that are like over the top and and either enraged pissed off or like over the top excited and just bringing energy and he just looks like a guy who doesn't want to be on camera anymore like i guess he's i guess after the fourth bachelor in paradise and a couple bachelors bachelorette seasons he's just like i'm finally done with this crap yes um but yeah so i what the engagements at the end i haven't seen reality steve Predict or uh, spoilers or anything, but I'm guessing I'm guessing Hannah G and Dylan, and I don't think that they'll last. No. Who else is getting engaged? The well, Demi and Christian. Ugh. Yep. And then the only other one with the possibility, I would say, is Clay and Nicole. But did. Did when Reality Steve came on at the beginning of the season, did he say there was a record number of engagements on this season? Does that that actually rings a bell? I, did they say four engagements? That can't be right. So that would mean they all get engaged: Chris and Katie, Demi and Christian, Clay and Nicole, and Hannah and Dylan would all have to get engaged. Mm. That's a lot. That's too many. Well, I mean. They're empty engagements. We have found of out, course, right? Didn't you course. tell me about an engagement where they never they engaged on the show? No, and they, they got never married. Saw each other they again? got married. So, and when and you notice <laughs> tonight, um, when Chris is like, Chris Harrison's like, um, uh, Goose yeah, and Crystal and Goose, Crystal, yeah. like he's naming off all the couples, t- um, yeah. Tanner and Jade, and he doesn't even mention Lace. No, was it? Yeah, Lacey and Marcus. <laughs> Lacey and Marcus got married on the show and then never saw each other again (laughs) after that moment. Like it's, I need a whole documentary on what happened between Lacey and Marcus. 
Uh, okay. So I guess we'll have to find out. This, I think next week is only one episode. There's no way they can get four hours out of these well, last few well, couples. They have to, They've stretched they it have, too long. They have to show the, the final, um, the overnights. They have to show the overnights right. and then, and then how that. these people feel about each other afterwards. Forgot about that. And then they have to show the engagements are not engaged. Um, and then they have a reunion show where I see Cristiano and Jordan get into Saw it that. again. I'm into that. That I'm and, into. And we're going to announce The Bachelor, which I already know, and I'm not happy that I, I know. know. I know who it is. Joe, I saw it on Reality Steve. So, and then uh, Carbo, or Reality Steve, has already confirmed he's going to join us after next episode. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, so he can preview what's going to be happening, what we can expect on the next Bachelor season. No the, doubt, and, and I, I want, I kind of want a um, kind of a hindsight look at at what he may have been spoiling during the season, what he has found out about these couples since. Uh, yeah. Reality Steve always says the good shit. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we'll check in. We'll we'll have him on next week, and uh, we'll we'll dissect everything that happens on the finale of bachelor in paradise next week so be sure to tune in and check us out then uh until then for jason stewart i'm brian beckner this has been the bachelor lifestyle from the baller lifestyle.com we will see you next week it's the baller lifestyle we live in it it's the bachelor lifestyle we live in it it's the baller lifestyle Bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the ball of lifestyle we living in It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle